Hey, everybody. Thanks for jumping back in. We wanted to start with an apology. Sorry for the last few weeks being a little erratic. We haven't released these on a consistent schedule, and we've had some issues with they're not on the Northridge app, and they haven't showed up in people's podcast locations. Sorry about that. We've had some glitches, but we've worked through those, so we should be able to, from now on, starting next week, all of our podcasts will be released on a consistent schedule, and that goal is Monday nights so that they're available for your Tuesday morning commutes because I know consistency helps. Uh, The podcast that I like the most, I can predict when they're going to come out and I'm ready to engage with them when they're there. So we're going to release Monday nights for Tuesday morning commutes. Thanks for your patience. Next week's also going to have a little bit different music, a little bit different vibe. We're going to have the new name, kind of a new intro thing. It's going to sound cooler, more produced. I don't know. It's going to be better. So here's your last chance to hear the old style. Rest in peace. Let's check it out. Welcome back to A Little Better. Aaron, Aaron, again, that is your podcast voice. Let's have a conversation, bro. Well, hey, guys. Okay, let me try again. Hey, guys, welcome to A Little Better. This still, is the, still, a little, still a little bit serving. Okay, I can't just... There, what do you... Okay. Hey, welcome hey. to A Little... Do you want me to sound lazy or bored? Like, I don't understand this feedback. <laughs> How's your day going, Aaron? Hey, it's going well. So I'm glad that everybody's here on the podcast. But I just... That sounds... It doesn't sound like it's actually starting. And now you're going to put this in the stupid recording. Yep. And I've said the word podcast a hundred times already. And that's what ticks me off about listening to this, How's this dumb sound? thing. Hey, guys. Welcome to okay, the podcast. When we get a little better at better, 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 better. All right. Let's try again. Uh, Sorry you have to deal with our dysfunction, guys. Aaron, it's a good day to have a podcast, don't you it think? It is. But so, and we have a new name. This podcast is called A Little Better. And the idea behind that is we're trying to get a little better at podcasts. We're trying to get a little better at knowing God. We're trying to get a little better in general and bit better at better. I'm sick of saying better already. <laughs> Whatever, dude. You talked about lying this weekend. Let's talk about it. Let's I'm, just, do it. I'm gonna Come be on, depressed, Aaron, for this entire podcast because I've been ridiculed into my shame. I think all of our audience, if we had sound effects, you could hear them say, aww. Well, Connor, as the producer, I would actually appreciate you inserting some more sound effects from now on. Some violins, some artificial applause. You know what I mean by violins? The like, you know, when people say, never mind. The little violin, yeah. Yeah, a little violin. Okay. You talked about lying. In fact, actually, you started off with a very provocative introduction with a big old lie. A big old fat lie. So, um... That was freaky to me when you did that. I I was very angry, both at you and the person who stole. Who, but really didn't steal. But didn't steal. That didn't happen. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, as hard as your... To deal with your emotions in that moment where it was hard, but I think it really illustrated how powerful one words can be mm-hmm. and how powerful a lie can be. You know, it just... Ta- it, it was like the your breath was taken away, your heart sank, and you're like, man. And then you realize, man, words can do that to you. You know? It, it illustrated a few things to me that, as you said, lying is powerful. It also illustrated to me how much I take for granted that you're telling me the truth. Not, not to say I don't question what you say, but I don't assume He's probably going to tell me a bold-faced lie. I might say, oh, I would say it differently, or I'm not sure I want to double-check that, but I'm not assuming you're coming at me with, like, 
uh, straight lies, <laughs> like yeah. boldface, absolute non-truths. So um, it was, uh, yeah, it definitely had an impact. And I think it's incredible how if you're trusting that someone's telling the truth and they tell you something, it can literally redirect, it can, you know, emotions. I had chemical releases from my brain <laughs> because of words that you were saying. And that's yeah. an incredible Here, Here's a random question. Because we've talked about criticism and lying, which, which of the two do you think create more of that feeling? More of the, you know, like words create, which creates more damage, which mm. create, you know, which is maybe a better question is which is worse for you, taking criticisms or people's lies? Criticism is more direct and you know it's coming at you. Like, I don't always know that I'm being lied to, mm. right? So that's, it's only after the fact that you find out. So in the moment, maybe maybe that would be a way to say it, is that lying hurts later, criticism hurts now. Mm. Um, on the front end, you don't even know that the lie's happening. So what about you? Yeah, I think that's accurate. I think criticism is instant because it's, it's aimed right at you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think lies do more overall damage because you know the trust is broken it's it's like it's just so shocking it's wow how could you not tell me the truth why didn't you trust me with the truth and so i think you know if if you could relate it to like uh uh, criticism is like the bb gun and you know uh i know guns i don't know why this illustration (laughs) but like the bb gun or like the paintball gun Mm -hmm. you know it hurts it stings but Eventually, you can brush it off, mm-hmm. but the lie sits with you. It stays sure. with you. Um, and I'm sure people feel different. That's just kind of how I perceive it. So which one do you struggle with more, if that's how you view them? That's a great question. Um, unfortunately, I'm a flawed individual who struggles with both of them, but I would say I would say lying. Yeah, I would say lying is higher than... Um, Criticism. Sure. And you even talked about how criticism last week is not like your number one struggle or something because of how you take it and your personality. Right. And just to clarify, I don't, I don't think I'm walking around as a, you know, I'm lying, 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 lying. But I think it, you know, like the story I told, it's so easy to tell those lies that you don't feel like really matter. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. you know, with telling my wife I ate a salad, but I also ate a burger and French fries. Like, I'm protecting her from being angry at me. So like, I'm feeling like that's a pretty good, good reason. And like, I don't want to be in trouble. I don't want to cause friction in our marriage. So it feels like really good. And it's those small areas. I think that that can be easy to lie in. I'm curious, Aaron. Okay. I shared my lying. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear yours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling sick. <laughs> um, You're looking sick actually yeah. too. Um, <laughs> I would but say that's, one for Drew, zero for Aaron. Let's keep sick score. meaning cool. What? Okay, that wasn't very good. It's kind of um, like your intro. Yeah. <laughs> Two for Critical Drew, chapstick, zero for Aaron. bro. Get some chapstick. Oh yeah, I need to put some chapstick. I want to hear Is that, that chapstick coming on. Connor, I okay. Hear hey, that by chapstick. the way, folks, I am currently putting chapstick on. So. Oh, we better hear it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so where do I struggle with lying? I mean, okay, I talk a lot, so. That means you, you can't talk as much as I do and not at some point hedge the truth. Like that's a, that goes hand in hand with being a person who talks as much as I do. So I've, that's always been my struggle my whole life is that I'm going to struggle too. I don't know that I'm a, a bold face lie struggle. Like I'm not commonly presented with a yes or no, you know, binary question and I'm retorting with the non-truth. Like, I I don't think that that's really my struggle, but I am frequently, commonly spinning scenarios to 
either omit details, stretch facts, or sometimes just create a lot of bluster, uh, you know, that distracts from what's really going on in terms of the question. So yeah, I absolutely struggle with lying, though it sounds more like exaggeration or like in a crude sense, covering my butt, you know, whatever. So, um, yeah, all the, all the time. I, and I, I could think of a thousand stories or no stories. It's just like the story of my life, I guess. Right. And I think that's the, the, the interesting part about lying is I think a lot of Christians wouldn't claim to be liars, Mm -hmm. but when you look at it from that angle of like spinning the truth or omitting things or exaggerating things, we would just say that's part of our everyday language. And I think God would say, no, that's lying. Like, let's, let's kind of cut to the chase. Like you're lying. And you know, it, it, we don't like to look at it that way. We don't, we don't like to call ourselves liars, but when the rubber meets the road, it's kind of what we are. And we would sometimes call it spin. You mm-hmm. know, like w- for me, that's most of the time what I'm doing is I'm spinning. Um, but that's manipulation. That's mm-hmm. a deviation from the truth. And so if, if we had to define, often we use, we use words to cover biblical language. Like we'll say, oh, he cheated. No, he committed adultery. You know, like you can call it what you want, but it's adultery. So for us lying, that's a biblical term. God says he hates lying. How do we define it? What, what's your, do you have a working definition of lying? What, how would, let's work on one together if we don't have one. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Lying. Ooh, that's, that's a hard thing to quantify uh, of like a, cause it's, I think it's so much bigger Mm-hmm. than what our definition, like we would say lying is not telling the truth or mm-hmm. not telling the full truth. The whole truth and nothing but the truth. <laughs> <laughs> so help you God. Yeah. Um, I'm going to need it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's, it, it is that. And, and, and there's a hard also question that goes with like, when is it okay not to tell the truth? Like, sure. is it a lie for me to tell someone who's breaking into my house and wants my kids Hey, where are your kids? Well, I can't lie to you. So they're upstairs and you know, like there's this whole conversation of like, when is it okay to lie? And when isn't it okay to lie? And Mm -hmm. what is a lie? Those are hard questions. Certainly we, we don't need to get super philosophical about it in our everyday lives because most of us are not dealing with extreme scenarios. You know, we're not dealing with like wartime ethic of like if if a you know member of the secret police came to your door and you were hiding Jews during World War II in Germany, would you tell them you had you know right. like that kind of a philosophical question is actually really good and I think it's awesome for an ethics conversation. But for us in everyday life, what are the odds <laughs> of true. that kind of stuff? So we don't need to get super philosophical, but I do think we need to have a robust enough definition of it that it covers our lack of fully relate, you know, every word out of our mouth needs to fully accord with what is true. Yeah. You know, but then also there's the omission part of it. So that's why like what I just said is a good working definition, but it's not enough because right. I, you did say, what did you eat? I ate a salad. That wor- Those words fully accord with reality, but they're intentionally omitting something that was also true. So could you just use Paul Paul's almost like verse 25 of Ephesians four, he kind of says, put off falsehood. So like, that's the omission part. You you clearly can't say stuff that's not true. Exactly. And then you choose to, to speak truth. So Mm -hmm. like, it's this full gamut of, Hey, I'm not going to omit anything, but I'm also going to tell everything, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a hard, it's hard to wrestle through. Like, even as I think about it, 
there, there's a lot to lying that I don't think we put in the definition that we think is lying that God would. And I think our definition, whether whatever words we use to define it, they need to line up with what God's word says is a lie mm-hmm. because of how God feels about lying. Like, I mean, I think that's the scariest thing for me. When I read those words in Proverbs 12, like God detests it's a abomination, right? Like it makes God nauseous when I tell a lie. I wish I felt that way about my lies. Like when I told a lie, I was, I just had this natural gag reflex, like, you know, yeah. like, like, we wow. should have more of that sound. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure our audience loved it, but yeah, I mean, that's how God feels. Why mm-hmm. don't we feel that way? You know, why do you think that is? We aren't partially, we're not identifying things as lies. So our conscience hasn't even registered that that was bad. Um, and we don't, we're not perfectly morally pure beings. So we're full of sin. We're riddled with it in all other kinds of areas. We're not going to have, I don't think that we should expect us to ourselves to have an excessively strong reaction to one kind of sin when we've got all kinds of sin running mm. all over the place. Now that's the goal that we would eventually become so in tune to and sensitive to God's heart that we're pained by the same things he is. Um, but also what's true of God is that it's impossible for him to lie. You know, we read that from Hebrews. So yep. that it's imp- it's not even in his nature to ever do anything that doesn't fully accord with truth, which means every time he experiences something that doesn't align with truth, it not only stands out to him in highlighter colors, but it stands out to him as something offensive. We are so riddled with lies yeah. that we have some lies we haven't even come to grips with yet. Right. We've we've told them, believed them, and lived them for long enough that we don't even know they're happening. And so it yes. can't. It not only does it not stand out to us, it's certainly not repulsive. It's it's who we think we are. That's <laughs> how scary lies are. Is I think there are lies that exist in us that we're not even conscious to. Oh. It, it it's like oh man it's like mind blowing I know you were digging a little bit deeper than maybe we thought but like I I know that to be true about me and I know that to be true about so many people it's like I can't even like fully put all my fingers on all the lies that I tell that's exactly what growth as an individual feels like if you can look back on a version of yourself from a year ago five years or ten years ago whatever and think how did I not see whatever that thing is that you couldn't see like I think about you know this might be hard to believe, but in college, me being even more over the top and annoying and excessive (laughs) and arrogant and full of myself and all those kind of things. And I think like, how did I not see that? Well, Lauren, through our relationship, helped me uncover lies that I was believing about myself and about the world and how people perceived me that now are so obvious to me, Mm. but I was living in them totally blind. That's what a blind spot is. It's just a lie that exists in my my heart. Well, that makes me think of like, okay, the the enemy's scheme of like, okay, he wants to get us to Tell a lie, believe a lie, and live a lie. And so mm-hmm. I think about that first section. Okay, tell tell a lie. Aaron, what do you think is the 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 target on you that the enemy's like, if I go after this spot right here, I'm gonna get Aaron to tell a lie. Like what is the weak spot where it's like the enemy knows, hey, if I touch this weak, this this piece of muscle, or you know, whatever it is, yeah. that like this is where Aaron's weak and I can convince him right here to tell a lie. Um, probably something related to my image and my image related to being a spiritual and or intellectual person. I feel like those are probably two things that I believe that I'm a good Christian or that I'm smart or something that like, I like those things about my self image that I've created. And so if you were to touch on something that 
begins to erode those two things in my perception, I'm going to almost certainly compensate to make myself look better in those two areas. And then it doesn't matter how many times I've read my Bible this week because I tell myself that I'm fine spiritually, even though like, okay, well, the track record isn't looking so good. Or like, how are you doing on the 2020 prayer thing? Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm being objective, probably not as probably not nearly as good as I want to be. How many, if I had to actually write down a truthful number of how many times I fully hit 20 minutes, like, I'm not going to like that number. Is it in the single digits? You know, is it less than five? I don't know. But it's, that's where I'm going to start to develop a lie. I'm going to spin it, spin it, spin it. And I'm going to get to the end of the 2020 prayer challenge and say, yeah, I did pretty well with that. But if someone were videotaping my entire life, they might go, uh, yeah, if that's yeah the numbers don't show what you're saying mm-hmm. so yeah for that's definitely true for me what about you where's where's he gonna get you to tell a lie yeah i think that would be pretty much the pers- precise spot for my life as well is man i want people to think the best of me and i because you know you go back to criticism because i take so much criticism i don't want people to sometimes see the real me because they might even be more critical of me and so that causes me to lie mm-hmm. um and uh yeah my perception my reputation and uh yeah i think there's a, a little bit of this in everybody of if people know the real me or like the the secret parts of me, will they actually like me, accept me? You know, I think that's a struggle for everybody. Um, and it makes me think, what, what do you think is the most common lie in society and in culture? Um, as you think about this, I'm going to tell you my answer. Um, I really asked, I really, like that's, that I, seems like the kind of question that you have an answer. I, to. <laughs> I really asked that question so I could answer it. So thank you for answering Aaron for Figured. asking that question. <laughs> it might be tied to the most common question in our society. How are you doing? Mm. Okay. You know, and I get it. People say good because maybe, you know, you're talking to someone you don't know and standard cultural interaction. Exactly. And I don't even think most of us would consider that gut reaction of how are you fine? That's just polite society. We're not even intending to mislead. Yep. So I'm not calling that a lie, but I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the times where someone, you know, you trust asks you that question and you say good, Mm -hmm. you know, where it's an opportunity to tell the truth, to say, I am struggling. Like I think about in our community groups, I mm-hmm. think about in with our, our mentors, even like as a staff, we do accountability questions. We meet and hey, one of the, we have an indicator for some of our uh, internal meetings of like, hey, colors, gr- green, red, and yellow of how you're doing. And it's like, you see a lot of green there and you're like, hmm. Is everybody really? Is good? that is that real? Is that, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think for a lot of people, even with trusted people, that might be the one most common lie. How are you doing? Oh, I'm fine. I'm great. I'm good. Really? Mm-hmm. Like, really? You're great. You're great. Yeah. Like, like, let's be honest. Life is hard. It's difficult. Are you really great? And so then we talked earlier about how every word we need to say needs to be true. Mm-hmm. We, so we can't say anything false, yep. but we also need to include the whole picture that, you know, the salad thing, you got to include that you ate a burger as well. So then I guess my question is how, how do I not be a liar, but also not be verbal vomit 24 seven? You know what I mean? Yeah. Giving, you know, quote the whole truth and nothing but the truth that works in a, in a court of law where like, Hey, we'll sit here till you get it all out, tell the whole story. And for the reporter, they're going to write it all down. You know, like it's for the record. But if somebody asks you even how you're doing or in certain areas of your life, do you really need to tell every single detail to every single person? Is there any wisdom in holding back? 
Yeah. You know, how do we determine that? And where's the line of a lie? Yeah. I think again, it's relationships. So go back into criticism. Like when do you know how to criticize? I think relationship is a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Relationships matter in life and on any topic. But I think when someone asks you, who am I talking to? Like, am I talking to a stranger? Well, I'm, I might say I'm okay. Like, I don't have to say I'm good. I, you know, life's okay. You know, yeah, sure. they're okay means good. There's some good and there's some bad. I think, but I, I do think we have to, I would rather tell all the truth than to tell a lie. Even mm-hmm. if someone thinks, wow, this person might be crazy. Mm-hmm. I'd rather be crazy for telling the truth than be the opposite and tell a lie, you know? Yeah. But I, I think you have to understand who you're talking to, what details need to be shared, what need to remain private, mm-hmm. who to tell those private details to and who not to. I think those are all important things. Again, it's just like James says, we confess our sin to people He's not saying everybody. Right. He's not. He's not saying go on social media and, and tell people the the real you. He's not saying hey, even with some of your friends who aren't trustworthy, who aren't going to pray for you, who aren't going to mm. help you, help you find healing. He's not. He's saying don't even tell them. Find trusted people who you can tell the whole truth. That's really important. How do motives play into that? So, how do I how do I determine if I've omitted? for what I think is a good reason. What motives are an acceptable reason to omit information? Or what's, wh- how do, what's a warning bell that this motive was a bad motive? Yeah, I think motives do matter, but motives also can lie to you. Mm-hmm. So for example, my motive for telling my wife I ate a salad is to protect her you know, <laughs> from being angry or acting out. That seems like a pure motive. It's not. And it's, it's also probably only about five. Per, if you had to be honest, per, it's yeah. probably only about five percent of the motive. Come on, why are you calling out my lies? <laughs> why are you calling out my? <laughs> they, you called them out. You're right. And I think our motives. We we deceive ourselves with our motives, just like I do. You know, like that five mm-hmm. percent. Really, the motive is I don't want to have to deal with her being angry. I don't want to have to. You know. Sure. And I think if we we have to get outside again, we have to get outside the lies of our motives and get to the truth of what's really there. And I think you know. What motives would save you from telling a lie? Man, that's that's a tough question. I you or got even, any? Yeah, or I'm just thinking like using the scenario. We keep going back to the stupid salad thing, but whatever. So you lie by not telling her you ate the burger. So then you go, well, wait, did I really lie? And you're about to go investigate your motives to see if you lied. Because I think we could all probably agree that if your intent was to deceive, or if your intent was to mislead, or if your intent was to make yourself look good. None of, we would all agree. If that's your motivation, that's a lie. You know what I mean? (laughs) So like, that's a lie. So you didn't, you tell her you ate a salad, you didn't include the burger. So then you're like, okay, well, let me go one layer deeper to determine. You've now verbally spoken a lie. You're going a layer deeper to figure out if you were intending to deceive. There's another opportunity to lie because you can look and go, well, I might've been making, you know, I just didn't want her to know but no, I didn't want to hurt her feelings and make her feel badly. Yeah, so I was protecting my wife. Now I've verbalized a lie to my wife. I have justified a lie to myself, and I'm about to begin living a lie. I'm not a person who, you know, breaks our family's eating code. I'm a person who's thinking of my wife's best interests. Mm, and well I, said. I've spoken it. I've told it to myself, and now I'm believing it and living it as like a thing. I'm going to sleep great tonight, and God is like vomiting. And what's what's honestly crazy about that scenario is probably of those three things, we only see one as a lie. 
Yeah. You, oh, you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. like, so the other two are if we see hidden. Any of them, right. <laughs> you, know, you know, if we do see any of them, but like yeah. the one that would be the obvious lie to us is the salad, like telling my wife the salad, Speaking. but not the actual lie that we say in our head and not the actual lie that we live. Like those don't even seem like lies to us. It's so crazy how good the father of lies he, how good the devil is at convincing us to lie, and we don't even see it as we a lie. We are a chip off the old block. We, we are. are just like pops when we do that, <laughs> you know, and we're super good at it. And unfortunately, if you were to go to community group and someone were, if in a moment of clarity, you had told your community group, hey guys, ask me if I lied about food this week, because like I've been, I've been struggling with that. And then they were to go, so did you lie about food this week? You now have another option to say, no, no, it was good. It was a good week. Yeah. When in reality, no, now you're lying about your lie. And the only reason you felt good about your first lie is because you lied to yourself about your lie. And so Mm. now you're three lies deep in something that's very relatable and believable, Mm. all of which was... You know what they call that, right? The devil. Bondage. Bondage. Come on. (laughs) Bondage. You know, it's crazy. If you go all the way back, we did a series on James. I think it was, I don't know, probably a year, maybe two years ago. I don't even know. But... On the, we gave everybody a background for their phones. I still actually have it on my phone. I was about to say, dude, you've never changed that. I have it on my phone. And one of the first questions is, is it true? Mm. And wow. I mean, is what I say true? All the truth, nothing but the truth. Yeah. You know. And then on the same point, isn't one of them, is it necessary? Yeah. Yeah. So like, is it true? That's, am I lying? And then the next one, is it necessary? In other words, must I include this for the sake of wisdom and for the sake of building others up? Hmm. Ephesians 4, man. It's tough. Let's read it again. (laughs) Yep. Read it this week. Love you guys. Hope this helped.